Hey, this is Paul Durbin. I'm the pastor of Belay Church in Boulder, Colorado, and this is our podcast. I pray today's content equips you to reach higher heights and help others do the same. Thanks so much for joining us today. What is it about Jesus in me that makes me confident? And what can we learn about that in the book of Acts, chapter 25 and 26? That's what we're going to look at today. But before we do, let's remind ourselves of what happened in chapter 24. In that chapter, the Apostle Paul spoke with Governor Felix about three things, righteousness, self-control, and judgment. Now, Felix was so terrified, he asked Paul to change the subject. Paul, however, wasn't afraid. Why? Well, he had a confidence that comes when we have Jesus on the inside. Now we're going to see Paul maintain that same confidence in Acts chapter 25 and 26. The last verse of chapter 24 says, When two years had passed, Felix was succeeded by Portius Festus. But because Felix wanted to grant a favor to the Jews, he left Paul in prison. So in that one verse, we learn a few things that set us up for the next couple of chapters. First, Paul is still in prison. Second, Governor Felix is no longer the governor. Historians say Emperor Nero removed Felix from his post, and he appointed a guy named Festus as the new governor. Now, as Acts chapter 25 begins, we discover that three days after Festus becomes the governor of Caesarea, the religious leaders in Jerusalem, you know, the ones who want Paul dead, they ask Festus to bring Paul to Jerusalem so they could either kill him on the way or they could condemn him in court. So Festus asks Paul, what do you think? Are you willing to stand trial in Jerusalem? Paul basically says, with all due respect, Governor Festus, I haven't done anything wrong. So there's no reason for me to stand trial. And, you know, since I am a Roman, I appeal to Caesar himself. Now, to appeal before Caesar, or to appear before Caesar, Paul will have to make a trip to Rome. But for now, he's still in Caesarea. And here's something you need to know about Caesarea. It was a resort town for the politically elite. We see evidence of that in chapter 25. The king of the entire region, King Agrippa, along with his sister Bernice, show up for an extended vacation. So King Agrippa, Bernice, and Governor Festus are hanging out. And they're enjoying the view of the beach. Festus casually mentions Paul's case to King Agrippa. The king is intrigued. So he says, I'd like to meet this Paul for myself. This is pretty cool because Jesus prophesied this would happen when he said in Acts 9, This man, speaking of Paul, this man is my chosen instrument to proclaim my name to the Gentiles and their kings and to the people of Israel. Now, Governor Felix or Governor Festus is kind of confused as to why Paul is even in prison. He didn't put him there. That was Felix. So Festus basically says to King Agrippa, My king... If I send Paul to Rome, I have to write an explanation as to why we're sending him there. The problem is, I don't have anything to write. So help me out. You listen to his story and tell me what you think. Maybe together we can figure out what I should write to Caesar. So Paul is brought into the presence of King Agrippa, Bernice, and Governor Festus, along with all the high-ranking officers and businessmen from all over the city. It's pretty amazing, really. And what I love about Acts chapter 26 is the sheer confidence Paul displays in this setting. But it's not his own confidence. It's a confidence that comes when we have Jesus on the inside, Jesus in me. 
How does Jesus in me make me confident? Well, he does four things. Number one, Jesus in me gives me a story. Patty and I both come from homes of divorce. And the statistics for two children of divorce having a successful marriage are pretty low. In fact, if one spouse comes from a divorced family, the probability of divorce is twice as high as normal. And if both spouses are children of divorce, the chances of divorce is three times as high. Patty and I have now been married since 1993. And truthfully, I love her more now than way back then. Well, how can that be? Is it just sheer determination? No, here's why. When we came together, we said, hey, let's build a marriage that's centered on a trust and a surrender to the absolute Lordship of Jesus Christ. And as we invited him into our relationship, I believe he saved us from living out one storyline and he gave us a new story. So your story doesn't have to be Jesus saved me after I lived out a lifetime of pain and mistakes. It can also be Jesus saved me from a lifetime of pain and mistakes. Both stories are equally miraculous. Now, when Paul is given a chance to talk to King Agrippa, guess what he talks about? He talks about his story. Chapter 26, verse 1 says, Then Agrippa said to Paul, you have permission to speak for yourself. So Paul motioned with his hand and began his defense. King Agrippa, I consider myself fortunate to stand before you today as I make my defense against all the accusations of the Jews, and especially so because you are well acquainted with all the Jewish customs and controversies. Therefore, I beg you to listen to me patiently. The Jewish people all know the way I have lived ever since I was a child, from the beginning of my life in my own country and also in Jerusalem. They have known me for a long time and can testify, if they are willing, that I conform to the strictest sect of our religion, living as a Pharisee. And now it is because of my hope and what God has promised our ancestors that I am on trial today. This is the promise our 12 tribes are hoping to see fulfilled as they earnestly serve God day and night. King Agrippa, it is because of this hope that these Jews are accusing me. Why should any of you consider it incredible that God raises the dead? I too was convinced that I ought to do all that was possible to oppose the name of Jesus of Nazareth. And that is just what I did in Jerusalem. On the authority of the chief priests, I put many of the Lord's people in prison. And when they were put to death, I cast my vote against them. Many a time I went from one synagogue to another to have them punished. And I tried to force them to blaspheme. I was so obsessed with persecuting them that I even hunted them down in foreign cities. On one of these journeys, I was going to Damascus with the authority and commission of the chief priests. About noon, King Agrippa, as I was on the road, I saw a light from heaven, brighter than the sun, blazing around me and my companions. This is Paul's story. He was going one direction until God stepped in and gave him a new direction, a whole new story. And that's what Jesus does in us. I encourage you to think about the story of God's work in you. Write it down and share it with others because God's faithfulness in your past is the seed of confidence for your future. All right, now here's the second thing Jesus does in me that gives me confidence is this, Jesus in me gives me purpose. Let's listen to the rest of Paul's story. We all fell to the ground and I heard a voice saying to me in Aramaic, 
Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? It's hard for you to kick against the goads. And then I asked, Who are you, Lord? I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting, the Lord replied. Now get up and stand on your feet. I have appeared to you to appoint you as a servant and as a witness of what you have seen and will see of me. I will rescue you from your own people and from the Gentiles. I am sending you to them to open their eyes and turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God, so that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. In the first year of the online service called Google Photos, 200 million people started using it. And those 200 million people uploaded 24 billion selfies. Now, there's nothing inherently wrong with a selfie. Artists and painters have been doing self-portraits for as long as we've had paint. That's just what we humans do. We, we tend to focus on ourselves. Watch what happens the moment Adam and Eve ate the fruit that God told them not to eat. The eyes of both of them were opened, and they realized they were naked, so they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. The first thing they noticed when they sinned against God was herself. In contrast, the first thing that occurs when we step into our relationship with God is we discover a purpose that is beyond ourselves. Look at Paul's first interaction with Jesus in Acts 26 verse 15. Paul looks in the direction of Jesus' voice and he says, Who are you, Lord? I am Jesus whom you are persecuting, the Lord replied. Now get up and stand on your feet. I have appeared to you to appoint you. I have appeared to you to appoint you. I have appeared to you to give you a purpose. You see, confidence doesn't come by looking to myself. Confidence comes when I look to Jesus. Colossians chapter 1 says, He is the one we proclaim, admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom so that we may present everyone fully mature in Christ. To this end, I strenuously contend with all the energy Jesus so powerfully works in me. This is how Jesus in me makes me confident. He appoints me. He gives me a purpose. And it's a purpose that is much bigger than me and a purpose that is not just about me. All right. Here's a third thing that Jesus does in me. Jesus in me makes me bold. If you knew me when I was growing up, you would never guess that I would become a preacher. Whether in front of a crowd or in front of a camera, this is not the natural me. But Jesus got inside and he made me bold. In the same way, it wasn't natural for Paul, who, who was a prisoner, to talk so boldly to the king. It, it, it just wasn't natural for him to do that. But the Jesus in Paul made him very bold. Let's continue in Acts 26. So then, King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the vision from heaven, first to those in Damascus, then to those in Jerusalem and in all Judea, and then to the Gentiles. I preached that they should repent and turn to God and demonstrate their repentance by their deeds. That is why some Jews seized me in the temple courts and tried to kill me. But God has helped me to this very day. So I stand here and testify to small and great alike. I am saying nothing beyond what the prophets and Moses said would happen, that the Messiah would suffer and as the first to rise from the dead would bring the message of light to his own people and to the Gentiles. At this point, Festus interrupted Paul's defense. You're out of your mind, Paul, he shouted. Your great learning is driving you insane. 
I am not insane, most excellent Festus, Paul replied. What I am saying is true and reasonable. The king is familiar with these things and I can speak freely to him. I am convinced that none of this has escaped his notice because it was not done in a corner. When our kids were young, we took them to Disneyland in Anaheim, California. Of course, we assumed we'd have to wait in lines just like everyone else, but the first day we were there, two Disney cast members walked up and gave every person in our family a dream pass. It was a lanyard that allowed us to walk to the front of every line in the park for a whole day. I don't know how or why it happened. I think we were just randomly chosen by the park. But do you realize how much boldness that little lanyard gave us? If we heard anyone complain as we walked to the front of the line, all we had to do was hold up our lanyard and smile. Paul says in verse 19, So then, King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the vision from heaven. You see, when heaven gives you purpose, nothing can stand in your way. You could even say it this way. God's commission is your permission to walk boldly on mission. God's commission is your permission to walk boldly on mission. God doesn't call you to do something that can't be done. What kind of daddy would that would he be if he did that? And this is how Jesus in me makes me confident. He causes me to be supernaturally bold. All right, now there's one more thing I see about Paul's confidence in Christ. Number four, Jesus in me calls out confidence in others. Have you ever been to a buffet where all the food is set out, but no one is getting up to get their food? Why does this happen? Well, it's because everyone is waiting for someone to be the one that will get up and go first, because somebody always has to be first. And in Paul's case, he's already experienced what Jesus has to offer. He has realized that, number one, Jesus in me gives me a story. His life was going one way, and now he's going in a much different and better direction. Always remember that God's faithfulness in your past is the seed of confidence for your future. Paul also realized that, too, Jesus in me gives me purpose. Life is more than self-promotion now. It's about doing what the Holy Spirit on the inside is directing us to do. Paul has discovered that, three, Jesus in me makes me bold. Even with chains on his wrists, He's preaching to kings and queens and city leaders. Remember, God's commission is your permission to walk boldly on mission. Paul has experienced this, and now he's calling on kings and queens to put their confidence and hope in the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, Paul has realized that for Jesus in me calls out confidence in others. Paul says in verse 27, King Agrippa, do you believe the prophets? I know you do. Then Agrippa said to Paul, Do you think that in such a short time you can persuade me to be a Christian? Paul replied, Short time or long, I pray to God that not only you, but all who are listening to me today may become what I am, except for these chains. The king rose, and with him the governor and Bernice and those sitting with him. After they left the room, they began saying to one another, This man is not doing anything that deserves death or imprisonment. Agrippa said to Festus, This man could have been set free if he had not appealed to Caesar. How about you? Do you lack confidence? If so, stop looking at yourself. Start looking to Jesus, because it's Jesus in you that gives you confidence. Thanks again for joining us today. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe, share it with your friends, and visit us online at belay.church or on social media at Belay Church. 
Let's reach higher heights and help others do the same.